What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Welcome to the show. It's another Wednesday afternoon. It's it's 130 Wednesday afternoons in a row, and we are here to talk to you today But a movie we didn't know we were ever going to get to talk to you about, but it's friggin' sweet. It's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. This is some people's vote as the best movie in the MCU. It's certainly some people's favorites, and I can't friggin' wait to talk to you guys about Captain America, The Winter Soldier. We'll see you in a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's action movie anatomy. Boom! Oh, oh, we, yeah. we were on the downbeat with that explosion. Oh. That was masterwork, Marissa. Thank this you has been a so much. 130 episodes. Ha! Ha ha! Ha ha! Nine five plus four pennies. Nine five plus four pennies. <laughs> That he says? <laughs> yeah. Like, Add that shit up. Add that shit up. What's that spell? D-I-E. No. All right, we're going to get it stop right now. What's up, guys? Welcome to Action Movie Anatomy. We're back. We're here. We're here. It's Wednesday, and good Lord, is this movie going to be sweet to talk about. This is really exciting to talk about. This is one of those, like you said in the intro, we thought we were never going to do this movie ever. Yeah, we've just, it's, uh, you know, you cover a lot of movies that you like on the show, and slowly but surely, you start to realize there's movies that, you know, the, the concept of the show changes a little. As we mentioned to you guys, we're going to be kind of opening things up. Uh, and so, like, for action movies, this just needs to be covered. Like, it has to be covered. This is like a, an old, like, clear and present danger, except it's a superhero movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, no, I see what you're saying. That's like what this movie feels like. It's a spy thriller. Yeah, it's a spy thriller, and it's also it's coming out in the height of the Marvel universe, and it's it's it wasn't quite when people were like, I don't. I think when Guardians came out was when people were like, I don't know if this next Marvel movie is going to be good. Yes, I think, it, totally. It's the same year, which is the craziest part. Right, and I think this coming out and and all the hype behind it was like by the time Guardians came out, I didn't go see it in theaters. Um, Neither did I. I didn't see it till, for for quite a long time. But this movie was shockingly good shockingly good well yeah so there's so much to talk about yeah. guys uh, this is action movie anatomy we talk action movies on this show those action movies adhere to four basic rules rule number one the hero always plays by their own rules Captain America definitely plays by his own rules Absolutely. and this is the movie where he decides he's going to play by his own rules yeah uh, rule number two the hero and the villain are always the smartest people being things what have you in the room uh, I mean, Redford is definitely, he's hes like more so the villain, because he's yeah. like controlling everything. Right, right, right. Uh, well, I mean, Hydra. So, yeah, I mean, Hydra's like Hydra as a smart. whole is always like very smart. Yeah, and Roger's like the smartest with a shield. Yeah, he punches his way out of everything. Uh, rule number three, the movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Uh, Roger's technically is military. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's and, Captain America. Yeah. And finally, uh, the, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. There's quite a few in this movie. Always. Uh, and they're sweet. So uh, those are the four rules we try to stick to on Action Movie Anatomy. We are going to get into everything we are doing on the show today. But before we do, we should throw a few shout-outs out. The first one. You guys can follow along with me personally. Ben Bateman Media. Twitter. Instagram. If you'd like to. And you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find the podcast at AMA Podcast on Twitter. You can also find two very special Facebook pages. The one for this show was started by a couple of uh, the fans of the show, supporters yeah. of the show. Action Movie Anatomy fan page. It's a group on Facebook. Uh, it's getting near like 1,200 people in it, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's the Action Army, which is uh, specifically for our characters that we play in the Schmodown. And what you're going to find on both of those pages right now, if you go look, yeah, is a link, a video that Andrew and I have just made and posted. And I'll tell you what, guys, this is an exciting day. If you're watching live, you've been waiting for this. 
Andrew and I are finally going to be doing additional movie-related content together every single week. Yes, I know it's so exciting. You and I, I mean, you and I have been talking about this since day one of doing this show. Yep. yep. And 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 today we <laughs> we've had a very long morning. Yep. We've had a lot to do, but we were able to get this done, and we are so excited. We have been wanting to talk about more movies and and different types of movies for so long and this yep. has finally kind of given us an opportunity to do that. So, what you're going to see on those pages uh, and it'll be on Twitter and everything. By the end of this episode, we'll share it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a link to a video we made and it's introducing the the action the team action Patreon. So, yes. This is not a Patreon for Action Movie Anatomy. This is not a Patreon for the Schmodown. This is Andrew and I creating additional content that is not always going to be action movie related. Sometimes it'll just be movie or TV related. It's yeah, just, it's, it's the Action Army Patreon, which means there is no limit to what we can cover. Yes, and there's if you go look, patreon.com slash teamaction, you'll see there's a bunch of really cool tiers. If we get more pledges, you're going to notice we're going to start to get uh, more videos coming out every single week, different mm-hmm. kinds of videos. There's different levels as, uh, as pledges that you can be more involved. Uh, go check it out. You can you can call in to AMA. There's a lot of really fun stuff yeah. on there. You can call so, in. You can be a guest. You can create a segment. You can, uh, you can pick the movie that we're going to cover for the week if you donate enough. You know what I mean? The, the possibilities... Are endless. are endless, as they say. Yes, but uh, but guys, so go check it out, patreon.com slash teamaction, and you'll see uh, we're trying to make this fully available to all of the fans of the show, to anybody who likes Andrew and I talking about movies. For a minimum of $1 a month, you will get extra content every single week, one video every week. And uh, and it'll scale up if we get more people involved. Yeah, and we don't want to exclude uh, a lot of our members out there of the Action Army. We know money is tight, and we know that we are not expecting you to, to pay anything. <laughs> so uh, we will be releasing highlights and some of those videos down the road for you guys to see. And uh, today's is directly correlated to this episode. And... Today's is for everyone. We are not putting yes. it behind a paywall. It is actually uploading as we speak right now. Today's video are the top 10 casting choices in the history of the MCU. We rank our 10 favorites, the ones we think are the 10 best. Uh, and that should literally be live on my, it's actually on my YouTube channel, yeah. uh, Ben Bateman Media. You can find that. Uh, and that's, that's, you can find some MCU revisited videos I've been doing and all kinds of fun stuff there. So that's the big, huge news announcement today. Go check yeah. it out. Patreon.com slash team action if you guys want to be on board, part of the fun. Uh, like I said, Buck a month is uh, is all you really got to do to do it, and otherwise you'll get the content eventually anyway. So, let's get into today's episode of With The Winter Soldier. The trailer. People are excited in chat. So are we. Are they? Yeah. It's exciting. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. Forget about it, kid. They are ghosts. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. Grillo's pretty good in this. Yeah, Grillo's great. Yeah. He's Love a ghost. that guy. You'll never find him. He was one of my favorite people to ever hang out with at a party. Yeah, you, you always tell me that. And I, he seems like he would be. Just he like was, the coolest dude. He, I talked to him for a long time at that premiere, and he was great. Captain, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down. It's amazing tonally how different this movie is than First Avenger. Or any of the MC movies to this point, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely darker. Way darker. It doesn't ever slip into what feels like dark. No, you know, for a Mar- even for a Marvel film. I'd say the first time we got dark was maybe Logan, even though that's not in this universe. Yeah, from from Marvel. Yeah, that's probably pretty fair. Are you ready? All it takes is one step. This looks so sick. I don't know yeah, why I wasn't so amped to see this. It's because First Avenger wasn't that sweet. It was, yeah. in retrospect, it's, it's When you good. go back and watch it, it's great. Yeah, it's, like, a, I, it's I above average. It's like totally enjoyable. Like, I had a really good time watching it. When do we start? It. 
You just did. I just don't care about Falcon, even though I like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. The price of freedom is high. And it's a price I'm willing to pay. There's told me so not to many trust anyone. Yeah, amazing fight scenes. This is how it ends. Yeah, the Everything action in this goes. movie is tremendous. <laughs> so sweet. In the elevator. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. Him right. from the bad guys. If they're shooting at you, they're bad. Yeah. That looks cool. So so much to talk about. All right, guys, so uh, we are going to get into today's episode. We are going to be talking about the definitive rankings list of the villains in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are going to be taking some of your AMA questions, doing fist pump thesis, all the fun things you have come to know and love on the show. So right now, we're going to get into the first one, and that is going to be thesis statement. Thesis statement's like that uh, that bold thought you have. It's your it's your biggest thought. Um, it's this... What? What is this picture? <laughs> it's like uh, uh, if, if someone were to talk about the Winter Soldier at a party and they showed you that picture, you'd be like, what are you... Uh, this would be the one argument that you stand by. This is the one thing that you would bring up and you'd be like, this is why yeah, the Winter is, Soldier is my favorite this, or this is my favorite thing about it, or this does the greatest yeah. thing for Captain America. When somebody says, and you're like, you know what the thing is about the Winter Soldier? Well, it's this. And then you stand behind it and you defend it. Yeah. So, do you want to go first? I do want to go first. Yeah, go and, and for me... Going back and watching The Winter Soldier, I, I didn't really like it that much yeah. the first time around. I don't know why. Um, I didn't really like Captain America that much. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what the problem was. But going back and watching it, and over the last three or four days, I've watched a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. Like eight or nine. Um, and I think, and this is this is like a very small thing, but I realize that when you go back and you watch Wonder Woman and you look at Civil War and stuff, the evolution of Cap's powers by Anthony and Joe Russo yep. in Winter Soldier is the greatest thing to happen to the Marvel franchise, Captain America, the the action in it, everything. And 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 let me let me kind of narrow this yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> Titan. Tighten it. Tighten it. What I'm talking about is in the first movie in 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 uh the first Avenger, you see how strong he is, you see he's a badass, you see that he can jump higher and, and jump farther. But in the beginning of Winter Soldier, you actually see that he is a superhuman, a god among men. Yeah. You see him, I love, like, in Civil War, but you see him, like, throw the shield, and he's like, the, the physics of that shield, like, the, the, the yeah. physics that def- defines physics or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just things like that. But so, on the very beginning of the boat, he jumps out of the, the helicopter without a parachute. And the which guy's is, like, is he wearing a parachute? He's like, no. Nope. He no, he wasn't. Straight into the water, right? Yeah. And he comes up, and he jumps on the ship, and the first thing you do is you see him, like, start fighting people. But it's changed from the first movie. Yeah. When he kicks people, they fly in, yeah. like, dent wall. He, like, murders people left and right. Totally agree. It's honestly, uh, I'll save my fist pump moment for it's, it's related to what you're talking about. Yeah. But and, and even in the elevator, when he's like, looks like you're the one calling the things now, Cap, and he, like, hits the shield, and he, like, picks yeah. it up. Even things of just of how well he controls the shield yeah it's incredible it's the coolest it's it's the thing when i was watching this movie again after having seen it a couple years ago the first time i noticed it the most distinctly it was like very clear to me okay so he can take you know thor's hammer to his shield and survive he can take a god's hammer yeah he can take a punch from hulk like this guy's not just a super strong human 
He's a superhero. He's a superhuman. He can take a hit from a god. And I think they did a good job in the first movie, but a better job in the second movie because they had already done Avengers, so it had to be clear he can hang with these other guys. Yeah. Like, so, he could fight Iron Man. So him jumping out of a 60-story building and landing... I guess it was just, like, the utilization of Captain's powers in this movie was just... It was so incredible to me. Yeah. Um, it's so my I, single favorite thing about it. Yeah. Um, so my thesis statement is a lot more on the nose, and it's one that I've thought about a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I had considered doing one that relates to our additional piece of content we put out today, but I decided to skip that one. Uh, this is the best movie in the MCU. I don't even think that's controversial, but I know there's five movies, people. There's the cream of the crop five that people argue for. It's like Iron Man and Guardians in this. Yeah, and I think the Lord five. First Avengers. I think the five are Iron Man... Avengers, Cap 2 and Cap 3, Guardians. Uh, someone just said it's like learning the ins and outs of a new car. And that was one thing I also noticed. Ah, I just want to keep talking. Um, <laughs> in Even in Iron Man 3, you saw a lot of him like having to fight with only parts of his armor. Yeah. And like utilizing just the hand and just the leg. And right. like I just... It's so crazy. You're sitting there watching like, man, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark is such a genius. In the way yeah. that he, but then you're like, God, those... Fucking choreographers are geniuses. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to yeah. our buddy Fernie. Uh, I'm so excited. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. So I think th- th- this, I don't think, this is the best MCU movie. Um, I believe that the, the list of five, the notable movies to talk about, are mm-hmm. Iron Man, The Avengers, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then maybe uh, some people in the top five would probably put Captain or uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming would be my guess. Really, um, people love Homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming's great. It was it really is. Good. I watched it again recently. It just it wasn't as good. Uh, and eventually, I think you and I will probably do a ranking of all the MCU movies, probably after Infinity War, maybe we or win. Black Panther or something like that. But uh, to me, this is just so clearly far and away the best one because to me, even though those other movies are great and they are, and each one of them has its own special quality. Yeah, this movie to me. It feels like watching my favorite kind of movie, which are those like really tight spy thrillers with great action. But the villain's such a badass, and he's yeah. so threatening. And like Rogers, like gets darker, and his suit looks really cool. And that that fight on the beginning of the boat's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. I, I can't get over the the fight on the freeway, and yeah, the overpass and all. Oh that. my it's god, just... and Bucky and his fingers go down. Yeah, the... or even just like uh, Sam escaping. Yeah, is incredible. So, man, that it's crazy because I. I'm starting to find a new love for this this franchise, and I don't know if I can really disagree with what you're saying. I just I, think that it's I, like when I watched Iron Man again. Iron Man's so good. The ending's a little crappy, and and Tony, Tony, uh, Jeff Bridges is okay. Yeah, Avengers is a really fun, like a super fun adventure movie. It's got like so many good things. Got like emotional moments. Does something innovative, not. Ultimately, is rewatchable to me. It doesn't take itself as seriously. Uh, Guardians is incredible, and to me, Guardians is the other best one. Hmm. And I just watched Guardians again, and I love it. But again, to me, this movie is better because I get more, I get more excited and invested in the coolness of it. And you know, Homecoming is just not up there. Civil War is close, but I still think that this movie st- feels more self-contained. It feels like a smaller adventure with small, like less characters. It doesn't have to be as gimmicky. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it relies on. The uh, flash and the bang and the, all that. So a lot that. of gimmicks behind yeah. Avengers and Civil War. They're both just like Avengers movies. Yeah, I mean, this is just a straight up brilliant movie. And I think I uh, I turned this movie on a handful of times over the last week to kind of like try to refamiliarize myself with it. Yeah. And then when I finally watched it, I watched it three full times, I think, by the time that yeah. the week had ended. And I don't know if there's many other Marvel films other than Logan 
that really make me want to watch them again and again and again, like in that short of a period. I right. want to watch them all again. I right. love them. But there's something about Winter Soldier. It, it's clean. It's tight. The the third act, like it still holds together. I agree. I think yeah. it's the best movie. Yeah. And, and you know, some of you guys have been following on my, fa- on my uh, YouTube. I've been doing MCU Revisited. So I've now posted four of those videos. Uh, the fifth one will be coming up soon here. Eventually, I'll get to this one, so I'm kind of burying the lead a little bit. You already know that uh, this is my favorite, so you're going to hear that again when I do it. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think we're going to move on past thesis statement, but uh, those, are my, those are my big thoughts. My other thesis statement, and I'll just throw it out now, is that I think Chris Evans is the best casting choice in, also in the MCU. And it's, yeah. I'm now convinced, and that's a teaser to the video we did. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see um, if that actually ends up holding up, because I, uh, I did not feel the same. Yeah. For a very long time. Yeah. And I don't know if I do now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you guys will have to check that video out. Um, so we are going to move on to the next part of the show, and that is fist pump moment. Uh, and there's a lot of fist pump moments. There's so many. So let's talk about the ones that aren't ours. Well, first, <laughs> give me a second. Let's introduce fist pump moment. Oh, right, right. For I'm the so new excited. listeners. <laughs> uh, guys, fist pump moments, that moment you're watching the movie, something happens, you look around, you're like, God, are you seeing this right now? This is so awesome. I get to watch the rest of this movie right now. You're so pumped. You want to call your buddy. Uh, and so you do. And then they are like, I'm busy. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah, Listen I to don't what I have care. To say. You have to go watch this <laughs> right now. And like, they're, they are, uh, I would say, fist pump moments get better the more you drink. Just kidding. Yeah, I, I actually think that's a direct correlation. It's scientific. Um, so I don't think either of us have Nick Fury as our fist pump, right? No, it's a great moment, But the, the propulsion gun and all that, and he's like, wait, yeah. wait. And he's like, 19%, yeah. 1%. He's like, no! And he just kills everyone. Yeah. I also love that they just started killing everybody yeah, totally. in, the, in the Avengers movies. That yep. needed to happen. Um that part is super sick. Yep. Uh, let's see. What what else is there in there that aren't... You want to go do... do you yeah, say I'll it? just okay, what is it. it. It relates to what you were talking about with the boat. Because the boat initially was my fist pump. Mm-hmm. But I found uh, my fist pump moment was actually when... Right after Fury gets shot and um, Emily Van Camp, uh, Sharon Carter, Agent 13... Agent 13, ...reveals yeah. herself and, and she, calls, she calls it in. And he's like, do, she's like, do you have ID on the shooter? And he's like... Tell him I'm in pursuit. Yeah. And he just takes and he takes off. And this is my favorite thing is that it's like this is another great example of how just how much of a force of nature Captain America is. Yeah. He's just running through doors. It's, that's <laughs> it's walls. And, yeah. yeah. It's my favorite thing. He starts running and he just he literally just runs and just blasts through Dude, doors. It's not like they open up. It's like the whole wall breaks. He, at one point he like slips and slides and smashes into a wall and yeah. just significantly <laughs> dents the wall. Like it's so cool. And then he gets on the roof and he throws the shield to Bucky and Bucky catches it. Yeah, that catch. Yeah, that he, catch is so badass. So here's the question, why did he throw the shield back at him? Uh I don't I've I've, I've wondered that a lot because it happens a lot throughout this movie where Bucky keeps getting it and throwing it back at him. Yeah. I think it's just because he's just like fuck you. Or do you think it's subconscious programming? I don't think so. I think he's literally just like I want to. I, I just want to use everything and anything to kill you. Yeah, including your own weapon. Yeah, because he throws it back at him, and I guess maybe he thinks he's stronger than Captain America. Like maybe he would get him right or right, something. Which is a, not a good decision. We didn't talk about George Saint Pierre playing Batroc yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was like, why do I know who this guy is? Yeah. Why I, that is a pretty sweet fist pop when he's like. Take off your armor and fight me. Yeah. And then he just destroys him. Just just like, not even close. If there was even one moment of hesitation in that, yeah. it would have been such a letdown. Yeah. But he just crushes him. Uh, the catch in itself is yeah. incredible. Really cool. The shield catch. But my favorite, and it's always been my favorite, the mechanizing of the arm when he yeah. wants to make it stronger or or like weaker or yeah. like grip things. 
My favorite is when he goes and he stabs the van and he just cuts through the van like paper with that knife. Really cool. Every time I'm like, that is so sick. Yeah, their hand-to-hand fight in that moment's really cool, right before he finds out that it's Bucky. Yeah, I mean, because he starts with like an assault rifle and then he goes to a a pistol and then he goes to knives and knives and hands and then back to knives. It's... That fight might be the greatest fight in the whole universe. They just do such a good job of making him like a badass threat. I don't know. It's just, and it's also crazy if you think about it. They had to cast Sebastian Stan in Captain America First Avenger, yeah. knowing that this was the storyline they were probably going to go towards. Yeah. That he was going to have to pull that role off. And it's such a departure from who he was. It's just a, it's just great he casting. It. Yeah. It, it's, it's incredible. And, yeah, guys, I don't know. I, I know there's hundreds of other fist pumps. Throw them in the chat. Throw them online. Let us know what else you think. Uh, let's get moving on. Yeah, let's, let's get moving on. Let's talk about, so there's so many people that could have been the secondary character in this. It could have been Sam Jackson. It could have been Scarlett Johansson. It could have been Sebastian Stan. But I went with Scarlett for the reason of, it really feels like it's their movie. It does, yeah. It, it is their movie. They're, they're, they're the stars. It's their driving the story. You could have gone Sebastian Stan. Um, by the way, I realized that this is Iron Man 2 ScarJo hair, but she's, she's, I just like her hair like this. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but, uh, I pulled this picture rather. Octavio Um, Espinoza said, uh, after the fight in the elevator, when he jumps out and lands, you know, 60 stories on the ground, lands on the shield. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. And he's trying to get up, but it's like. And and uh, Jasper was like, Jesus Christ, he's jumping out of the building. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. That's amazing. Um. Yeah, so Scarlett Johansson here, she did Under the Sun in 2013, Her in 2013, and Chef in 2014. And the thing about Scarlett was that she was still an A-lister. She was still a superstar, but it kind of felt like her light was dimming a little bit. Yeah, I would say she was she was really good in Avengers um, in, in 2012. You know, that was a big deal. They brought her back as a major character. Um, but this is, I mean, this is the character that has really kept her career like humming because she hasn't had well actually we're probably wrong by that lucy was a really big hit made a lot of money yeah her was oscar nominated it was great yeah i mean but you know but she still had movies like um you know ghost in a shell come out so it's it's weird i know i know that it just came out this year or this last year but it's just interesting because for someone who is as big of a star as scarlett johansson is yeah it does feel like She's kind of not pigeonholed herself, but it just seems like she's kind of plateaued. I don't see. I mean, I mean, plateauing at Avengers is a pretty great place to plateau. Yeah, yeah she's super. But you famous. do know what I mean in the sense of like, you know, Jeremy Renner after doing the Avengers, he gets Wind River, you know, and like right these people. It seems like you know, and Evans gets Snowpiercer after doing Captain America, and she kind of had a few, but like it seems like everyone else, all the other leads yeah. in the whole franchise seem to have, like, their own careers, like, blossoming. Yeah. Whereas it seems like hers and, like, even Sam Jackson's are kind of just at the Avengers now. I would say that the most interesting thing about Scarlett Johansson in the context of what we're talking about is that aside from, you know, RDJ, who was kind of on his way back up, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Iron Man and the Avengers really skyrocketed him, she had been very famous and a, and a near A-list star for years before she showed up. Almost everyone, almost more so than anyone else in the franchise other than, like, Sam Jackson. Yeah, like, Evans was, you know, Human Torch, but those movies sucked. Nobody's also not another teen movie. Yeah, by the time he was in Sunshine in 2008, it was like his... Oh, that guy! Right, you it, was, know? it was like, not like, oh, he was the Human Torch, it was like, 
oh, he was the human torch. He's trying to do something that's not horrible. Um, and there's something about a thesis, too, of him being able to overcome the human torch and become Captain America as, as well as he did. Yeah. It's incredible. It's insane. And so, to me, like, I, I think uh, we talked about this a little bit. She was in that movie Ghost World with Thora Birch from, like, 2001, based mm-hmm. on the Dan Klaus comic. And it was, like, a total indie darling. She was, like, in her early 20s. But she was really blowing up. Like, she was blowing up for 10 years before she was in this franchise. Yeah. By the time she was cast as Black Widow, she had a decade of success already. Like, Chris Evans, kind of, but she had been, like, legitimately successful the whole time. Yeah, I didn't feel like this movie made her, it made her star any brighter. It didn't. No, Avengers is, like, the peak. It's like, yeah, it's also interesting that there hasn't been the, the, uh, the solo... Scar Joe, uh, Jeremy Renner movie yet though, but they, I know they've been talking about it. This is the thing they're greenlighting now. She's going to get her own movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think would be good. Yeah, it's called Red Sparrow, starring Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I'm seriously <laughs> just going to say Red Sparrow looks. Uh, yeah. So on the other end of that, you have Chris Evans, who he was doing before the Avengers in 2012 is like like what we were just talking about. You Captain know, America, like Captain America, yeah. not another teen movie. So he did The Avengers in 2012, The Iceman in 2012, and he also did Snowpiercer in 2013. Now, I've heard really good things about Snowpiercer. I still haven't seen it. It's polarizing. It's it's good. Some people yeah. think it's like like weird. Uh, it's, it is weird. Um, yeah. The Iceman is a highly underrated Netflix movie. Have you seen that? Is that the, the Michael Shannon one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I don't remember Chris Evans in it, though. Yeah, he's the guy that drives the... Um, he drives the ice cream truck. Oh, yeah. He's got the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, no wonder I don't remember him. That's the other thing. I love that he can just transform. He's like Chameleon, that Chris Evans. Yeah, and then the Avengers. So he definitely, he's definitely massively famous. Um, there's a lot of talk about what's going to happen after the Infinity War films come out, you know, that RDJ and uh, Evans are both supposed to move on from the characters damn that would i mean like i'm kind of expecting captain i mean uh iron man to die yeah in the infinity wars it just feels like that's what's going to happen based off of his contract and, and money and just everything his interest yeah but i would be so bombed if chris evans died or left the franchise yeah there, i mean there's ideas i think f- for one uh because it happened in the comics for a while you could kill chris evans and sebastian stan can become captain america that's a that's a thing that's yeah. like probably what'll happen um, it's there's, kind of a bummer. It'll be fascinating to see what phase, what what uh, phase, what is it, five looks like. Four. Well, phase four is the what we're in. We're going into. Oh, I, so Infinity's. I thought that is four. Oh, you mean Black Panther is four and stuff? That's all four. I'm saying phase five. The end of all. At the end of the. <laughs> oh, Infinity, you mean after? Infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fascinating yeah. to see what the MCU looks like because at that point we'll be we'll be getting into movies like 22, 23, 24. Yeah. A lot of these actors, like their careers, are just tied to this. Guys like Renner, like you figure he's probably done. He's probably going to die. You yeah. got to figure Robert Downey Jr. is going to die. So my question, Ruffalo, I have to think. something we talked about <clears throat> a little bit, and I think this is we got we got time production. Guys, for production, we're going to kind of just breeze through it because I don't know. It's an Avengers movie. It's it's a Marvel movie. I, I more so want to talk about this thing that we talked about earlier, which is is Nick Fury Sam Jackson's career defining role? You said this, and I and I think it's just yeah, a very interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, career-defining role, Sam Jackson. So, Sam Jackson's notorious. He's been in, like, 150 movies. Bit part actor, character actor, cliche actor. At one time, people thought he was a good actor um, or, or like, a, you know, ta- like a dramatically talented actor. And he has his moments, but he's become much more of the last decade. He's become much more of, like, it's Sam Jackson in a movie playing Sam Jackson. 
Like, that's what he does now. Yeah, and <clears throat> honestly, him and Django was fantastic. Yeah. As, as the house... Uh, servant yeah i mean Tar- um, tarantino did a lot for his career um and and he's great in pulp fiction and but like when i think of sam jackson what i guess for me i still see the fro and him yelling motherfucker at me shaft <laughs> no oh. <laughs> in pulp fiction oh, sure, sure. i still see that i still see that character as sam yeah, jackson Jules. always I mean, royale with cheese you know like it's one of the all-time characters for sure i mean that's but i don't know his name off the top of my head Jules. Jules, right. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think that's his career defining role. I think it's one of I think it's one of the most I just think at this point in time, thinking about his whole career, the most memorable movies that he's ever been in are like Pulp Fiction's super famous, the ones that get made fun of a little bit, so like Deep Blue Sea, or like uh you know, I guess I guess probably as we got into like the two thousands, like he's in Incredibles, he's in Unbreakable. He's got like a lot of memorable parts, but when you, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like Mace I'm Windu in Star Wars movies. Definitely purple lightsaber, purple lightsaber. Yeah, but like when it really comes down to it, man, he's been Nick Fury in like ten movies or something like that. He's been in like most of these and movies. He's so good at Nick Fury. He's, he's so good at playing Nick Fury. He's just very solid. You know what's really funny about that? Um, and this is a story I think I've probably told you before, but uh, in like 2001, Mark Millar, one of our favorite comic book writers, yep. he's written like half the movies we've done on the show. Uh, he did a comic book series for Marvel called The Ultimates. And Marvel at the time had launched this imprint called The Ultimate Universe where they were basically rebooting all of their classic characters but giving it kind of a fresh, younger feel. Uh-huh. So Ultimate Spider-Man is where a lot of the inspiration for like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man co- movies came from. Uh, Ultimate X-Men. And The Ultimates was supposed to be the ultimate version, the ultimate universe version of The Avengers. And this artist named Brian Hitch, I think Brian Hitch, um, he did the art. And uh, it's very, it's like very photorealistic looking art. He based all of his characters off of like actors to some degree. Mm-hmm. So the way he penciled each character is kind of an actor. And the most interesting one is that Nick Fury classically was white in the comics, and he made Nick Fury Sam Jackson. He right. drew him as Sam Jackson. That's what. That's clearly who he was in the comic books. It wasn't even like a question. He wanted to make basically the blockbuster movie version of Avengers right. in a comic book. So it's funny that years later they just cast Sam Jackson because. The new reinvented version of the Avengers, which is totally what the movie looks like, is with Sam Jackson, essentially. Yeah, he just drew him. And he looks perfect. And the fact that he is black and not white just feels very appropriate because all the Avengers are basically white now. Yeah. And now, you know, now we have Black Panther. and But... Sam Wilson. Yeah. So I... I think so, and I think most people in the chat agree. Yeah. That, um, I mean, a couple people said Jules, and a couple people said whatever his name is from Snakes on a Plane. And oh, sure. Yeah. It's just it's. I think it is Nick Fury, which is so crazy that that far down in his career, after already having a hundred movies, that that would be his defining role. He's the guy that if you used to play the movie game where you tried to like think of movies oh, when we used impossible. to play. He's the guy that if you tried to play that game, you would never get even sixty percent of his movies because like even if you and I could think of seventy movies, that's not even half. It's not even half. Yeah. Like, and there's no way we would even get to the 70 i don't think no it's like so many small bit parts he's just in everything uh all right so moving on to production development this was directed by joe and anthony russo they also directed uh let's see the post-credit scenes in ant-man they also did um civil war yep they did um they did like a pilot for us the development right uh they directed you me and dupree uh, (laughs) one of my favorites uh and they are directing the infinity war yep which is really exciting because i honestly think like i've watched you know, like we said, we've watched all these movies and we like all the directors, but I think 
for the Infinity Wars and for Avengers, it does feel like the two brothers have got the best grasp on this universe. Oh, by far. I mean, they did this and Civil War. They're, they're clearly yeah. two of the best four or five movies in, in the MCU. Civil War is basically an Avengers movie, so they gave them, you know, the free reign to try to make basically an Avengers movie, and they did, and they, and they crushed, it. crushed it. Yeah. And uh, I think it was just pre- it was pretty smart on their part. If you're going to give... They're spending a billion dollars, I think, to make these two movies, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> if you're going to put a billion dollars of investment into something, go off of quality. Yeah, Pe- get people, the people are smart. that you know know it the best. You know the movie's going to make money. Now, so I know just... Mangold could have maybe he would have been too dark. Yeah, Mangold, yeah, unfortunately, too hit or miss. Yeah, um, Kevin Feige, just go read about him. He's one of the gods of uh, of Marvel. It's him and Alan, uh, or not Alan. What's what's the other guy's name? Who you got around? The other major producer that like produced. Uh, Talking about Avi Arad, the guy from before. No, not Avi. It's, there's just three of them. Then there's Avi Arad, Feige, and there's the one other guy. Okay, uh, let me look it up. Go ahead and um, the phone dies. Yeah, I mean, so so talking about Kevin Feige, there's a really interesting article that was just in uh, Vanity Fair last month, um, or maybe it was this month. I think it was last month. Uh, and he basically gets the entire cast of the ten years of the MCU all together uh, because it was getting close to the ten year anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's a photo shoot. There's all the different covers. Most of you guys probably saw it, but it's a fascinating read. He talks about the whole process of, of starting the universe out and, and this risk that they took and the actors and making these single films and, the, and you know, Avengers having to come together and how it came together. It's this really cool article. He just tells the whole story looking back on it, and it makes you realize that it's been 10 years. So, like, good examples of this are, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, I was thinking about when they made Iron Man. She's great as Pepper. She's fantastic. Yeah. And I was thinking at the time, I, I thought that I remembered that when they when she made Iron Man, she was, like, past her prime as an actress. Like, I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, she's not, like, you know, the yeah, the, so, the, the young starlet who's up and coming. Because she was way bigger in the late 90s and early 2000s. Right. Yeah. So, I felt it to me, it felt like I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then you think about it, and she was only, like, 35, 36. She was like, still very much in her prime as a yeah. dramatic actress. But now it's been 10 years. Like Pepper, if she wants to stay in the in the universe, she can. Like she shows up in Homecoming for a second, I think. Uh, or, yeah, I think it's Homecoming she shows up yeah. in for a second. But like she's going to be 50 pretty soon. She probably doesn't want to keep doing Avengers movies. Like, yeah, especially as like a bit part as like a – is like a not even fully thought out side character. Pepper Potts has never been really f- like for someone as, as high status as Gwyneth Paltrow. Right, it's always been a very tertiary character. <laughs> totally, like the best thing she ever got was an Iron Man through, and she gets to be Super Pepper for a second. Yeah. But like, bottom line is what I mean is in ten years, it's amazing that you've watched. Like Robert Downey Jr. looks noticeably old now. Yeah, he does versus look much older. versus the beginning. Like he doesn't look like an old man, but like he looked like Tony Stark when he started. Yeah. Comic books don't age. <laughs> they get to be the same for a hundred years. People who play these roles have to age out of them eventually. It's just what happens. Yeah. And, so, and since this is the first time they've all been kind of thrown on screen and it's all been doing so well, it'll be interesting to see what happens when the Batman effect happens and the Superman effect happens and the Spider-Man effect happens, you know? I heard some stories about the final day of shooting, um, and I think I saw a tweet about this, but the, the, the uh, everybody's giving each other hugs, and the, and the, the Evans, Robert Downey Jr. hug was, like, the longest because, like, They've been doing this together for almost a decade. These yeah. two characters for almost a decade. Now it's they they kind of know it's going to be probably the last time they work together as these characters. Yeah. It's what a crazy journey. Imagining being those guys like they're not only are they getting the biggest roles, but they're also like they were the faces of this thing that like revolutionized movie making. Yeah, they created this incredible world, and it was basically just the two of them yeah. as you know the first Avenger and with Iron Man that started everything, and so. 
you know, Kevin Feige having the, the, the vision to just be like, nah, I think I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to go make a billion dollar movie in 10 years. He tells a lot of stories because he's a giant comic book nerd. He tells a lot of stories about like making the first X-Men. He was like an assistant producer on it, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's the reason that Wolverine's hair is so pointy. Yes. Because he's like, they wanted it to be flatter. And he was like, no, no, no. It's, it's just, just like, yeah. the, yeah. you have to make it pointier. But obviously then it was like, he didn't need <laughs> to do that. a little crazy. It looks a little <laughs> silly. And so they like, they pare it down as it goes forward. It. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good article. You should you give it a read. Um, uh, so we go into critical and box office. This movie does phenomenally all the way across the board uh released by buena vista it cost 170 million dollars to make <clears throat> it was released april 4th of 2014 it grossed 259 domestic an additional 454 uh foreign for a grand total of 714 million dollars and it opened at 95 million at number one um phenomenal i mean of course they, they all do very well imdb gives it a 7.8 all critics give it an 89 top give it an 82 and the audience gives it a 92 it all feels pretty uh is there no uh this is not in the top 250 huh it's not it's not in the top 250 and yeah it kind of surprises me i i wonder if superhero movies can get in the top 250 unless they're dark you know what i mean guardians is top 250 i'm pretty sure oh yeah guardians is in there i think but then otherwise it's like marvel i mean not marvel logan wonder woman the dark knight franchise Wonder Woman's not really dark wonder woman's just great it's it's yeah but totally it's much less of like these type of movies than you know i mean it's like a darker overtone throughout i mean the the hero dies or one of the heroes dies you know so yeah i don't know interesting um yes this movie made a ton of money 714 million dollars worldwide yeah crazy so, uh, favorite line, it's it's kind of tough in these movies, but there usually are some gems that stick out. Oh, Mine, yeah. Mine's really dumb. What is it? It's uh, it's really stupid. Scarlett just hands her, she's like, you want to play a game? Yeah. And she's like, it's for that's me. My, that's my favorite really? line, too. Are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. She's like, oh. Because it's just, like, hilarious. I can't believe that's your favorite line. Well, I had another I was, like, one I liked, too. I positive that it wasn't going to be... I thought it was really funny. I laughed pretty hard. Yeah. At it. Yeah. Because she's like... <laughs> Because it's like totally what we would do. You want to play a game? Oh no, never mind. Yeah, it was it was perfect. And, but he's like, but the way he says it, he's like, yeah, I've seen it. He's like, it's one of the thirteen movies I watched when yeah. I got back to the real world. Just <laughs> like, why would you watch Saw? Uh, yeah, that's the only one I have. What do you have? Uh, that that one, and then I also really really like after the explosion happens, and um, he saves her, and they're talking at the house, and she's like, if the roles were reversed, um, and it was my, if it was up to me to save your life. Would you trust me to to do it? And he looks at her and he's like, "I would now." Yeah, um, I think that's a cool line. I like that one a lot. And, then, and I think she says something else. She says something else to him right after. But that's I like that line a lot. I thought it was cool. I really like their relationship, and I like how much it has evolved from from uh, the Avengers. Well, yeah, they they um, they do a very good job. Like. To me, that's a good line. That's like such a good. It's a, such an indicative line of like who he is as a character. It's like the the constant need to believe the good in everyone. Yeah, is yep. what's it's it's the character defining trait that he has. That like again, I just think would fall so flat if you had cast ninety nine percent of actors. Yeah, I I totally agree. I'll bet you Chris Evans like a really good dude. I, I think he is a good dude, and based off of like the roles that he's taken and how well he pokes fun at himself, I feel like he's awesome. I hope that he's. I, ho- I just hope that he's awesome. I've always loved Chris Evans. Even though I didn't love him as Captain America originally, I, l- I love him. Did you see the tweet from, like, two weeks ago about the Fantasy Football League? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is if any of you guys were listening or watching, go look this tweet stream up. Uh, is it where he's not invited into the league or something? No, no, there's like ten of them in the league, and it's all just like the it's like yeah. most of the Avengers and then some other people. Uh, our buddy who works on these movies talks to us about Paul Rudd talking about fantasy. He, that's his league. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Evans like somebody's like who won the league, and Evans is like me for the second year in a row. And then like Don Cheadle tweets at him, and he says something like blah blah blah, and he's like this is coming from the guy who finished last place. And there's just like this whole exchange going on, <laughs> and it's like the two of them, and like. Uh, I know, like, Miles Teller's in the league and Paul Rudd's in the league. It's just, like, us in yeah. our fantasy league talking shit to each other. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. I died laughing. So uh, so for AMA questions, um, I kind of want to do the thing that we talked about with ranking to kind of answer a bunch of questions. Because there's a bunch of things out there is, like, you know, Aix has said, is, uh, is Bucky a, a, a victim or a villain? You know, is Robert Redford one of the best in the universe or is he the best in the universe? And so... Yeah. One of the biggest complaints of the Marvel Universe is that the villains aren't that great. Right. And so, I don't know if we have, like, a, a defined ranking. Yeah, I mean, there's just not very many good villains. Like, so let's go movie by movie really quickly okay. to try to remember each. Ultron. Yeah, you love James Spader. <laughs> um, so, all right, the first one, you have you have Jeff Bridges as the villain. So yeah. let's, we don't have to write that down. Tony. Tony. Uh, how about Hugo Weaving as Red Skull? I think he's really good. Eh, he's okay. We'll put him on the list. Yeah. Um, so let's see. That's So Iron Man is one, oh, oh, uh, the Abomination. Oh, Tim Roth's a sweet villain. Tim Roth is a sweet villain. The Abomination is sweet. Yeah, actually, Tim Roth is one of my favorites. Um, that's the Hulk. Then the third movie is, I believe the third movie is Iron Man 2, which Whiplash and, and, and Justin Hammer. Those are both my board. awful. Give me my board. Uh, those are both bad. Uh, then 2011 in the first Thor movie, the bad guy is like, I mean, I, yeah, it's Loki. the frost giants or whatever, but it's essentially Loki. It, I think you throw Loki on the list for sure. Loki's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Uh, then Captain America, the first one, you got red skull Then you have Avengers. You have, uh, the bad Loki. guys, Loki again. Yeah. Uh, 2013 has the two, the two sequels. Uh, it's got, uh, Iron Man three. So you have Guy Pierce. We can skip him. Um, <laughs> throw and, the Mandarin in there. Yeah. I, I want to throw him cause I love Trevor. I think he's great. Uh, you will never see me <laughs> coming. Yeah, he's a green screen. Green screen. <laughs> uh, the girls are fake. Uh, the, that's, what's so what about name? Guardians, though? Guardians. You're I mean, skipping Thor the Dark World? No, uh, I know I am. <laughs> I think that villain's bad. Uh, Guardians has... I mean, there's Thanos, but in that one, it's... Uh, what's his name? The blue guy. Yondu? He's the bad guy in the movie? No, 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 no. no. Oh, 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 Ronan. Ronan. He's, he sucks. Ronan. Um, Yondu's sweet. 2014, you have, obviously, Winter Soldier yeah. and Redford in this movie. Bucky. Both. I don't think... Like, I think Redford does a good job, but anyone could have been that guy. He's just a talking head in a suit. Ant-Man is Yellow Jacket, Corey Stoll. No. Nah. Uh, Doctor Strange, it's Mads Mikkelsen. It's Stormammu. <sighs> no. I mean, Mads was sweeter in the trailers. Yeah. Ultron is James Spader. You love him. Uh, we said Number Ant-Man. One. Doctor Strange, we said... Uh, Guardians. Vulture. I love Vulture. Oh, yeah. He's great, actually. Keaton. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's a sweet one. Uh, Vulture. So then all that's left are, like, the Civil War villain is uh, Daniel Brule. He's Zemo, right? Zemo, yeah. Is he the only villain in that movie? Because um, they fight each other. There's something else, yeah. I think he's the only villain in that movie. And then Guardians 2, the bad guy is... Oh, is oh, Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. Ego? Ego. Eh. He's kind of sweet. I think I think what we have here is pretty... Substa- is, is like Oh, and Ragnarok? Everyone. You know, I, I actually, I wrote Hella down, because she's great. Oh, she's I a did write her down. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Blanchett. So, but honestly, so we got this list of, like, almost ten. It looks like eight here. And I think the ones that stand out the most for me are Loki, Bucky, 
yeah, so so let's see. Loki, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I think if you're going to do a top five, do you want to put Ultron? No, God, no, you don't have to put Ultron there. <laughs> uh, I think Hela. I, I think and, Hela is really good, and I honestly really, really love Keaton. Yeah, as Vulture. Vulture. Yeah, the only other one would be maybe maybe uh, maybe Tim Roth. I think Abomination's awesome. I do too, but I feel like we're missing something huge we're going to get crucified for, but I don't know what it would be. We just went through every movie. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't miss any of them. Um, I mean, Thanos, but we haven't seen enough of him yet. No, he's not a real villain yet. Yeah. Um, I would would put Tim Roth on Nebula. Nebula's pretty sweet. He's kind of a villain. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I would put on Tim Roth over Red Skull. So my, that's my, tough. See, I I think it's just because I watched it yesterday. Yeah, he does such a good job. Hugo does. I might swap that out, but I'm okay with that. I, I can I can give you Red Skull because Tim Roth is probably a reach. Um, so I think got, the, I think the ranking would be fifth would be Red Skull. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think fourth would be Vulture. Vulture. Third would be Hella. Yep. Or yeah, second would be Loki. Yeah, and I think number one is the Winter Soldier. I definitely think so. Yeah, Loki's I think the so. best villain. If if Winter Soldier is not technically a villain, then I would put Loki. But then as the Loki's one villain. technically not a villain either. From yeah. what happens later on, then it would have to be Hela, which is she's awesome, but she died. Spoiler alert! Both of the top two really, it's their duality that probably makes them the most interesting. Is that yeah, you got you got to love them. You yeah, love, just like the Breeder General. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So, I mean. I that's our that top really five. Yeah. yeah, if you're if we're missing anybody major, or you guys think that like Mads or James Spader are incredible, uh, <laughs> I do think James Spader is great. <laughs> or you like the Mandarin, Trevor? Um, <laughs> he's amazing. Uh, I, I, people he's don't like so good in that. People don't like that movie. I, like the turn feels a little <laughs> ridiculous because it's like, but it's Shane Black, so it makes yeah, perfect sense. Totally. Uh, all right, guys. There are three action movie categories. There are totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate movies that are totally ridiculous. Are movies like Demolition Man? They kind of fall off the cliff of absurdity. Really hard to kind of face off, latch on anything real in them, but they're still enjoyable. Then there's the other category, totally legitimate. Those movies like The Fugitive, Gladiator. They could win an Oscar. They're held together very well. Good storytelling. Everything about Lord it. Lord of the Rings feels very correct. And then there's a the middle category, which is ridiculously legitimate. It's movies like The Rock, Speed. Some of our absolute right. favorite. It's they're 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 kind of crazy, but they're usually held together by at least a great performance, or maybe it's shot really well, directed really well. You what know, do you think about this point movie? Break, etc. Um, for me, this movie is just very clearly totally legit because it it really holds together the whole time. It never falls apart. There's even the stuff that like is kind of a little bit outrageous, like Project like the Robot Machine. Uh, yes, <laughs> or like the just the helicarriers, like the idea that there's like these massive helicarriers that are being like made underground. Yeah, and they're like already built, and that, and he's like, maybe we shouldn't build these. Let's have a subcommittee hearing. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things in there, but you're already in this universe where there are parallel universes and aliens and these incredible technology that we can't even fathom yet. So yeah. like, it all feels very legitimate to me. I agree. Yeah, yeah. totally legit. Um, that means there's only one last thing left to talk about on today's episode, and that's going to be called the pitch. Looking at my phone, faking you guys out. Me too. I was, I was looking. Attention. I was like looking away. Yeah, trying to. What are they looking at? <laughs> um, this is interesting. We're not sure what we want to do yet. Yes. Well, this is what we're going to do. So, first of all, if you missed it at the beginning, guys, there is a Patreon. You can check out Patreon.com/slash/TeamAction. This is not a Patreon in which we are going to be making action movie anatomy and competing in the Schmodown and just asking for money. That's not the point. The point is Andrew and I are going to be making new movie-related content on our own every week, and if you want to check out that content, you can get it for a minimum of a buck a month. We'll be doing four videos a month to begin with, uh, one every single week. They're usually going to relate to something going on that we're probably talking about on AMA that week. Yeah. If we're competing competing in Schmodown. There's a movie we're really excited about coming out. It will always be in relation to something 
in our lives yes. that we are doing. Also, like if sometimes movies come out we can't do on this show, yeah. like they don't fit. So maybe we'll do mini AMAs on our own. Um, anyway, that's where you can check that out. Team uh, Patreon.com slash Team Action. Check out the tiers. Kind of how we're going to do that whole thing. Yeah, but, we put up uh, the, we're putting up the first video as well, uh, available to everybody to see. And, and in that, we are ranking the 10 people who we think are best cast in the Marvel Universe, counting down from 10 to 1. And the video is up now on my YouTube channel, Ben Bateman Media. There's so much we can do. We can do live feeds. We can do posts. We can do pictures. We can do anything on there. So the possibilities are endless. Endless. So check that out. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're going to probably... Go to the Action Movie Anatomy fan page or the Twitter at AMA Podcast. We'll post the choice for next week within the next 48 hours, mm-hmm. uh, and there'll be something cool for you guys. Check out there. If you want to follow me personally, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media. And you guys, oh, sorry. Twitter or Instagram. I just have been so excited this whole episode. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram or Twitter, and you can find the podcast at AMA Podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.